0: Letters from a Glass House is a not-for-profit ministry of the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Venice, Florida. Support us today at UUCOV.org. who are you is a pretty basic question. But you know what? It's really rare to hear someone ask it with any weight behind it, especially for men. Nobody comes up to the average man and says, who who are you? Tell me about you. Women, sometimes we do it for each other. We, we want to talk about the deep things, but men don't always get that. So if it's important. Who are you? Basic question. And it's a question that's 100% based on context. If I ask the guy that I just found crawling through my bedroom window at 2 a.m., who are you? Both of us know I'm not asking for deep and meaningful dialogue. <laughs> I'm Steve, I'll be your burglar tonight. We, we get that. <laughs> Who are you can mean anything from what's your name so I can call the police to why are you talking to me to why are you so different from your usual. Who do you work for it can mean Who are your people? And it can mean literally, who are you? Define yourself. Tell me your story. And that's the version we're talking about here today, the version that we don't often get asked. Each of us has a story that's shaped by our culture and our history. And our stories, our personal stories, shape everything that we touch from our family, to our lives, to our businesses, to our churches. And this matters, especially right now, because one of the questions we're going to be asking over the next two years to your church, to YouCov, is, who are you? What does the entire assembled puzzle look like when all of the pieces are in? But it starts with, who are you? Now we get into kindergarten or first grade, and our story becomes public property for the first time. Our names get written in nice big letters. Somebody hangs them on our desk or our locker. Am I Amy, Amy Shaw, or am I Amira Shulkind? Because that's the non-English version of it. Am I William or Billy? Am I Ollie? Nizaya, Ahmed, Fung Lee Kim, Kelly Running Bear? Who am I? Bobby Jim, Mary Catherine O'Shaughnessy, Sunshine, Galadriel? Before we even put our heads in that door of that kindergarten, just by looking at our most basic labels, our names, the teacher had some idea of our story, or at least they thought they did. Were we white or black or Asian, rich or poor, Jewish or Irish Catholic, born in the late 60s and raised in a commune? And out of the list of names I just gave, I'm willing to bet most of you could kind of put those in categories that you thought they went in. Your name is your first label before you can speak. It tells others about your people. About their level of education, their hopes and dreams, what they felt was important. In 2003, Marianne Bertrand and Sundhal Mullitanathan wrote a paper called Are Emily and Greg More Employable Than Lakeisha and Jamal? And they did a field experiment on labor market discrimination. Boy, I bet you can see where this is going. They published it. The results were unsettling. Forbes said applicants with white-sounding names were 50% more likely to get called for an initial interview than applicants with black-sounding names. Applicants with white names needed to send 10 resumes to get one callback. With black names, 15 resumes. And they said, we're not claiming that employers engage in discriminatory behavior consciously Or that this is necessarily racism, Bertrand wrote. It's important to teach people in charge of hiring about subconscious bias. In other words, nobody's trying to discriminate. You just have an idea about the label. So much weight put on your name. And as we get older, right, we add chapters to our story. Each one building on the ones that came before Anthropologist Harold Isaac says humans are tribal and we're social animals. We need our tribe. We don't do well on our own. We look for patterns and behaviors and appearances that tell us who's ours. That's built in. So sometimes that's where bias creeps in. Our ancestors and our family and our cultural history determine the early chapters. What do we learn? How do we learn it? Are we loud or quiet? What do we eat and wear? What do we get laughed at? What are the rules of life? But depending on how close our story is to the average, this is where other labels start to get added. Events happen in our life, one after the other, and in our minds, we arrange them into forming a coherent whole, interpreted through our culture, and we pick labels for ourselves. And we accept labels others give us based on this story. My friend Gail is a very real person, has five dresses and two pairs of shoes to her name. She has no car and no television, no computer. She has no makeup and no jewelry. She stopped school after eighth grade. She got married at 19. She has five children. Here in Venice, she would be the poor, uneducated, badly dressed person that we all felt pretty sorry for. The Gail's Amish. She lives in Adams County, Ohio, where I used to live. And among her own people, she's amazingly wealthy. She lives on the richest farm in town, drives the best buggy in town, is considered spectacularly well dressed because her bonnets have (laughs) tucks. Our stories only work in context. goes along with the idea that if you ask a fish to ride a bicycle, it doesn't work so well. Our stories work in context. So how does this tie into our spirituality? In her Philosophy Now article, Is the Buddhist No-Self Doctrine Compatible with Pursuing Nirvana? Isn't that a mouthful? Katie Jarvano said, Buddhists argue that it is only conventionality, not ultimately true, that we are persons. think about that for a minute. That is, our conception of ourselves as persons doesn't correspond with reality, according to her. A person should be mentioned as existing only in designation, but not in substance. Buddhists say that we consider ourselves persons because through experience, we learn that we're constructed of five aspects, body, feelings, perceptions, volitions, and consciousness. But the word person is merely a convenient designator for the fiction we accept when we believe that a person is something over and above these parts. Buddhists, therefore, accept what Buddhist scholar Mark Sitteritz calls a meteorological reductionism about persons. They claim that the parts exist, but the whole doesn't. That's mind-boggling. So your physical body exists, your reactions happen, you get input, you have the will to act on the physical pieces of the world, and there's self-realization this stuff is happening. But don't mistake the story or the label for the reality. There's no such thing as smart, for example. There's only the story of what you did and its perception. Rich and poor are contextual. Healthy is a relational term. Your job title explains functions. It's all illusion. It's all ways to define yourself in a story. A story to explain how you are sitting here right now in front of me. But the marvelous thing is only you can tell the story. You're the only one who gets to choose which labels are really correct. Most of us are great with that about the ones we've picked. My best example, for those of you who worked, how many of you worked in food service or public service when you were younger? Anybody? Got some folks here? I worked at a fish joint for a while. It was not fun. I called myself a cashier while I worked there. It was a cashier. No problem saying, I'm a cashier. What do you do? I'm a cashier. But by the time I got done with my first degree when I hadn't been a cashier for four years, I would not have said, well, I'm a cashier who's now an English teacher. Now I'm an English teacher. I'm not a cashier anymore. I understand innately to take that label and throw it away. It's not relevant. I told a kid this one time, and she was agreeing with me all the way down. 17-year-old kid. Right, right, I'm not, you know, I said, you were a kindergartner, right? Yeah, yeah, I was a kindergartner, but you're not anymore, right? Would you call yourself? No, no. But you think you're stupid. Well, I am stupid. Well, because she got called stupid when she was a little kid. And it stuck. She never could take that label off and throw it away because she didn't put it on. Somebody else did. And somehow that feels like something we have to hang on to when somebody else stuck the label on. And those labels can color our story for years. But labels can change. If you don't like any of the labels that somebody gave you, wad it up and throw it away. You can do it today. You can do it twice. You can throw them all away and start over. It's hard to live with that kind of duality, the idea that our story and our labels can profoundly influence our reality and that they're not real. You both have a story and ways you identify with it, things that it does to you and you alone can decide if it's true. Every person from you to a newly released felon to a young mother to a politician, they get to create the true story. Now this isn't about their actions. You don't get to create alternate facts but the why of why you did it, the who of who you are. And we're called to honor each other's story, to recognize the power, to accept people for who they are, not the role they play. It doesn't mean we don't see their actions. You don't have to accept bad actions, actions you don't like, actions that harm you. Not what I'm talking about. We want to hear and welcome who the person is, even if we can't welcome what they do. So tell your story. Select your labels. Pitch the ones that don't fit. Listen and honor one another's stories. Pay attention to the labels people want to wear. Don't presume to give them ones you like better. If you have time, ask the question, who are you? Really listen to the answer. Because no words can tell you the truth of your being. You're greater than words. Your existence at this point in time is the only possible answer to the question, who are you? Anything else is only a name card, and you're the only one who gets to choose what is written on it. So choose well, because you are better and more wonderful than all the words and names and labels which have ever been hung on you. You are a miracle. Amen.